Hey y'all, welcome to the Marty Smith's America podcast. This is volume 74. And boys, I cannot believe that we finally, finally, in the old North State, found something that resembles fall. <laughs> the humidity is not nearly as dramatic as it's been over the past, what, six months or so. And I feel a tinge of cool beauty in the air. What do you think, McGee? Yeah, to quote our boy Marcus Spears, um, I remember when we did the hottest SEC nation of all time, which was uh, opening weekend, Labor Day weekend a year ago in Charlotte, and right in the middle of trying to make some point about West Virginia and Tennessee, Marcus Spears stopped right on the air and he just screamed out loud, the earth is hot. <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm all about some, uh, I'm all about just some, I just want to have to wear sleeves just to do, you know, I just can't, I, I'm, I just, I just want to cool off just a tiny little bit. In East Tennessee on, on throughout the weekend, I was over there for SEC Nation. We were in Knoxville, uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs coming to town and really just thoroughly enjoyed our time in Knoxville. It's an awesome town. And it's the house that McGee built. And for a minute, the volunteers, uh, volunteers balled out there for a little while. Uh, McGee, let me ask you a question. So I just posed this to Travis before we came on that I'll go through my, my mentions on social media to see if anybody's <laughs> written anything about my book or whatnot. And so I was looking through there to see if anybody had written anything about the book. And this one guy, wrote that he is a fan of the podcast, but that I've gotten very preachy over the past six or seven, whatever, the, the past little increment. Right. And I'm not sure exactly what preachy means, Yeah, but you know me very well, and Travis, obviously you know me very well, and Travis, you have to listen to every podcast because you edit out all the mistakes. How, how would you guys react to somebody saying we've gotten preachy? Well, I'd quote, uh, I'd quote the book of Deuteronomy. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what that means. If he's a fan of the podcast and if you read your book, I mean, I would certainly say that there's life lessons in there, but I wouldn't call it preachy. Like I want, maybe, I'm, maybe sermon-esque at, at points, but, but in a great way, like preachy, preachy to me means talking down to you and, uh, trying to tell you how things are and, you're wrong and I'm right and all that stuff and I don't I don't sense that from you. I wonder if he's he is just because we don't have many guests on anymore if that's what he means by it. And there's just more it of us be. talking. I mean, we started this journey 73 shows ago and the 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 whole thought process behind it for me was interviewing people about their lives and their paths and I love doing that. It's by far, by far, by far, my favorite part of this job, uh, whether regardless of the medium, and that remains true today. But as we've progressed, uh, people who listen to the podcast and and people who make decisions about the podcast, not named Travis or Marty, decided that they really like when we just talk about our lives and tell our stories and share our experiences. And so that's kind of what we've started to do more than more often than not. And so uh, maybe it is just a paradigm shift in the philosophical approach to it all. But I just found that to be such an interesting response. And I haven't felt preachy. I guess I maybe I am. A, I'm very demonstrative about things I uh, care about and am passionate about. And Lainey is laughing at me in the other room for some reason. Maybe she's going to come in here and tell me that I've been preachy recently. I'm not sure. Have I been preachy? Okay, Lainey's feedback is that she believes it's probably about my passion for our veterans and me sharing how I believe we should approach our veterans and be appreciative of our veterans. Maybe that's true. Maybe well, that, I have well, that ain't going to stop then. Well, and that's also no, not hell new. no, it's not going to stop. That's, and that's, that's not preachy, th then... Yeah, and that, and it's not like that's just something you started doing, like in the last right. six months, or even since y'all have had fewer guests on. And I, I don't know, it's, I I've known you for what twenty, 20 years, years? Mm -hmm. and 
I, I've never known you not to, uh, shake a veteran and walk across an airport gate to shake a veteran's hand and to remind everybody they should probably do the same. So I, if it's, uh, if that's preachy, then you have been at your pulpit for a long time, sir. <laughs> Speaking of pulpits, uh, we, we need to talk to Travis about going to the Rockhold Mother Church. <laughs> that is the horseshoe in yeah. Columbus, Ohio. So, just so y'all know, all right, Travis is an alumnus of the Ohio State University, and man, he loves him some Buckeyes. And so he goes to the horseshoe to watch Sparty come to town and get the brakes beat off of him by Justin Fields and the boys. Now, if y'all could, I, I'm going to let Travis paint the picture of going to Disney World because that's exactly what happened. Travis was a 10-year-old meeting Mickey Mouse for the first time. Go. Well, so here's the other thing is I haven't been back in four years. The last time was the 2015 Michigan State game. Yes. That was a bad one. Yeah, yeah. So I, as soon as I knew I had weekends off, I booked this trip. I knew we had the game on our radio, so I was able to facilitate getting a field pass. And then on Friday, I get hit up by somebody, uh, Mark Pantone at Ohio State, and says, hey, when you get in town? And I go, Friday. He goes, if you want, I can give you a tour. Well, that's a stupid question, Mark. Of course I want a tour of the facilities. So I started my trip off Friday with that, then on the field Saturday for the entire game. So this past weekend was a uh, a dream come true because I've never been on the field at Ohio State for a game. How would really? you describe that experience? It was awesome. Yeah, so the, the only times I've ever even been on the field was when we – Went onto the field after we beat Michigan in 06. I did a media day once and then graduation. That's it. So this so was like rushing the field. Yes. And the 2006 and, and, and one media day when you were like a, still a student. There? Yeah. Okay. And flipping the tassel. Yeah. And that's right. it. Right. And so this was the first time to go out there. So they hold graduation there in the stadium. So what was it like to be on the field for a game and see all the speed up close and be that what what was your level of difficulty to not overtly cheer well that was the other thing is i couldn't wear any ohio state stuff because i actually was working during the game so that first of all was difficult i'm getting texts from people that spotted me they're like you're not wearing ohio state i'm like i can't right um that's right people don't get that it's 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 just like so sec nation as marty said was in knoxville my alma mater and we did the show from there same spot, same game two years ago. And I wore, I have, I have a tie that is like the UCLA looking blue and uh, yellow, the gold that's like the SEC network colors. Those are neutral colors. That's why they're the network colors. And I, to this day, it's been two years and I still get like comments from people going, I can't believe you didn't wear like an orange tie and like my like a T on my lapel. I'm working. That's not how that works. That's one of the hardest things in sports is trying to find a color that neither team has right. to wear. I never yeah. realized that was why that was the SEC's official color. Yeah, totally neutral. Those colors don't really. I mean that that blue exists what in an alternate Ole Miss uniform. Other than that, it's pretty much just like the UCLA colors. How interesting! Yeah. I never considered that. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. I remember a couple of years ago speaking of wearing ties and, and being neutral and all that. I, I had a bet a couple, three years. It was way more than that. It was probably 10 years ago now when I was covering NASCAR. Virginia Tech played against Carolina in football. And I had a bet with my buddy, Jason Freeman, J-Bone, who's the equipment manager for the Tar Heels. He's a great friend of mine. He's a great human being. And we had a bet. And the bet was, I don't remember what happened if Virginia Tech won because they lost. And because they lost, I had to wear a North Carolina Tar Heels tie on SportsCenter. And so J-Bone sends me this Carolina Tar Heels tie, and I put this thing on, and I was like, get this thing off of me as fast as possible. <laughs> but he, he still has, like, pictures of that moment where oh, yeah. I'm doing some NASCAR report on – sports center or whatnot wearing that tie like he got so much glee out of that and i got so much misery i still have the tie by the way i don't think i ever returned it to him um how did that experience how, how are you bringing that with you travis i mean it was just awesome i mean 
when the team went to the locker room before the game, I'm sitting there just on the bench. And actually at halftime during the band's amazing Miggy Pie loved it, the moon landing, if you look closely, it was awesome. if you look closely when the smoke is shot off, I'm sitting on the bench just getting consumed by all the uh, smoke there. I was not prepared for that. It was so great. We're going to use it on College Football Live, I think, but here at WOW at some point. Just today. to be standing there, you know, inches. Oh, yeah, so here's another thing. Uh, Cornelius Green was being honored for being in the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, and the Rose Bowl committee was there with his trophy. And in the second half, I went to go take a – the guy I was holding it, I went to take a photo of it, and the guy goes, do you want to hold it, and I'll take a photo of you? I'm like, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> So yeah, he's there. Archie Griffin was like two feet away from me. You know, it was McGee. Amazing. You know how you feel when you go to like Comic Con or Star Wars Con or whatever those things are. <laughs> That's how Travis feels when right. he goes to the shoe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Gets to be on the field and hold the Rose Bowl trophy. Well, and, and it, what's cool though is that you do you did get a chance to like just go back to the alma mater and just be a fan. Like, you know, that, that's something that, so my dad, I talk about dad all the time, college football official for, you know, 40 something years. When he finally retired after the 09 national championship game, the next fall, he went to a game back at his alma mater, East Carolina, and he called me from the parking lot, like tailgating, and he's like, man, this is great. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, tailgating. This is super fun. Right. And it suddenly dawned on me, he had never done it. He was in his mid-60s and been going to football games literally every weekend since he was in high school and had never done it before. And that's that's something. And now there's like bucket list games, Ohio State, Michigan, all those games that dad's gotten to go to. So, yeah, it's nice to be able I mean, it's awesome getting paid to go to games. I'll never complain about that. But uh, but you never just to get kind of get to go. And so that's awesome when you get to do that. So I'm trying to figure out which game this year I'm gonna I'm gonna attend and actually stay after SEC Nation concludes and we have all of this time before a game, whether it's a three thirty as long as it's not a noon kickoff, right? Either a three thirty kick or a seven seven thirty kick, we could stay and experience that, which we don't get to do very often either. And, in fact, I can't remember the last time I tailgated, tailgated. Can y'all? Well, Travis, you don't no. count. Can we do that next year for the Marty McGee experience? We go and tailgate? Yeah. And I'm terrible at it. Like the, the Next cool- year there's going to be a Marty and McGee pregame show. Yeah. Hey, the well, the couple of times that I've tried to do it, I'm terrible at it. Like my buddy Burgess from high school. What do you mean you're I, terrible you know, at tailgating? How do you? Could, no, no. Like if I'm in charge of it. I'm all, I'm terrible at it because I don't ever do it. I mean, literally, I've tailgated maybe two or three times in my life. Any and, redneck and, can lead a tailgate though. Yeah, I'm but if, you, if you've never done it though, like I'm just like 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 I just like I look around. I love getting there early and walking the parking lots. Like Iowa, I'm still talking about trip to Iowa a year ago. It was the greatest tailgate I've ever seen. And you walk around and see all this stuff. I'm fascinated by like the converted ambulances and all that stuff. And, uh, and I walk around and I'm just like, yeah, I brought some sandwiches. Like, I'm just not good at it. Cause I just have don't ever, I've done it. I, I, honestly, I bet I've tailgated two or three times in my entire life. And I'm, if usually, I would have, I'm awful. If, at if, it. if, if SEC nation would have gone to Baton Rouge this weekend, I probably would have stayed. Yeah. Um, more, more often or, or more likely than, than not, I probably would have stayed because it's a top 10 matchup and, our boy Joey Joey Football is saying, you know, I don't really like Florida. I don't like them, and they don't like us either. And they beat us up last year. And so there's a lot of juice to that one, so I would have considered it. I think the one I might stay for and try to drink a few cold beers is the cocktail party. I my, This is just a presumption. So you all know, we don't know where we're going until like Monday afternoon of the week we're going there. So that plan can be difficult in terms of, like, I want Lainey to experience. She's never gone to an SEC experience. My brothers-in-law have never gone to an SEC experience. They're from the Northeast. They don't know about what an SEC football game is about. And a bunch of Lainey's friends are interested in, in coming, see us do the SEC Nation show and 
and whatnot and then stay in and experience in college football that way. So I think November 2nd I might do that if provided we're at the cocktail party, which is what I'm expecting. Both teams are very good, and it's a, a great tradition, and it's a great rivalry. So that's what I would like to do. What do y'all think about that plan? Have you, so have you ever been to the cocktail party? I've never been. It is, um, like I went for, I went for the first time a couple of years ago with, with SEC Nation and I thought I kind of knew what it was, but I've never seen anything like that. So, so, so the folks who don't know, it's at in the Gator way? Bowl. I was doing a live shot from the parking lot in front of the Gator Bowl. Uh, the stadium for the game for the 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 SEC Nation set was in an adjacent parking lot, but was facing the river. And I'm doing my stand up. We're about to do it right in front of the stadium, and then we had to pivot our shot because in the 15 minutes while we were waiting to to go live, uh, these guys rolled up in a pickup truck and unloaded a couple of platforms with uh, dancing poles. Sweet. <laughs> and so was it Snoop Sounds Dogg? like Kansas was, Midnight Madness. So, exactly. So that was starting behind us. And I mean those guys they unloaded those dancing poles and it wasn't thirty seconds before they were being used. So we had to pivot the live shot to not have that over my shoulder while I was talking about, you know, I don't know, whatever I was talking about. So yeah. Just and that was at uh ten fifteen in the morning? One of the great like rites of passage in in sport is the Talladega infield. Right. And McGee discussing those old boys pulling up in their flatbed and putting up their, their dancing stage yeah. reminds me of the Talladega infield. Some of the things that we've seen in the Talladega infield, which they're racing there this weekend, got a big race out there this weekend, and, you know, you you just go, man, I, where do you, where where does normal life intersect this? Uh, it, it, so I try to write a column this year. I, I had all new editors on the motorsports side of ESPN.com, and I tried to write a column this year about the Talladega infield, and they sent it back to me four times, going, "You can't write these stories," because <laughs> so I had to go like five tiers down. Uh, more family-friendly stories. Uh, otherwise, uh, I was probably going to be escorted out the door. Right. I mean, you got you got doctors and lawyers and executives, and I mean, all the the, the everybody everybody converges in there, and everybody has the same plan. Let's go throw down. And there's so it's beautiful. I mean, I love it. I miss it. We should go back there, man. We should go back there and just like spend a Saturday night. And party. I'll come along. So we had a very unique Sunday, and we need to break this thing down. But before we do, you guys know that hiring can be a really slow process. Just ask Dylan Miskowitz. He's the COO of Cafe Altura. He needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having a whole lot of trouble finding qualified candidates. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get a qualified candidate almost immediately. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and was so impressed with how quickly he had candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus more on the relevant ones that he felt fit the job. That's how Dylan found his new director of coffee. It only took a couple days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter have a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of every size. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-A-R-T-Y. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Now, we did spend a unique Sunday, I will say. <laughs> I got home from Knoxville, Tennessee, and I was just smoked, and my knee was killing me. We'll get into that in a minute. My knee's still killing me. And there's a thing in Charlotte called, and it's every fall, 
And it goes on for weeks. And it's called the Carolina Renaissance Festival. And what it is, man, it's like the freaks come out. And it's, it's like a medieval festival. Is that fair, McGee? Yeah, I, I can't, I'm, I'm waiting. I cannot wait to hear you describe this. Yeah, it's like a medieval festival where people wear pirate costumes and medieval costumes and jester costumes and eyes wide shut costumes. And it's just, it's the truth. Like they were, I saw several dudes. Who's the character that has like the huge beak mask? That's, uh, you saw the, you saw the, uh, we, so we were, so I was there too. We did not know. We didn't know each other were there. And I'm pretty sure we were at the same jousting tournament because you posted a video that looked almost identical to the video that I posted from the other side of the arena. But anyway, uh, so we had to look this up because I, because I have, I've said this, I said this on SEC Nation last week. Y'all know I'm, Captain America and Star Wars and all that. I'm not a big wizard guy. Like I was not, I tried to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid and was like, nope. Even, even me, I was like, nah, you know what? This ain't for me. Like I'm not a big Harry Potter guy and, and all that. So the, the wizards and the knights and all that stuff are not really in my wheelhouse. So we had to look this up. My, my wife was my wife's birthday. That's what she wanted to do. And Erica got her picture taken with this thing you're talking about. And it was this, uh, it was a griffin. We had to look this up. Uh, what? It, uh, it, it's like a, it's not, it's like a, uh, uh, it's, it's like a, one of these things that's like two animals mashed together. Like it has like a, a bird's body and a lion's head or like something. Like a liger? Yeah, it is. No, 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 that's, it, that's it. And so, yeah, so that thing was running around. Did you see the tree guy? There was a guy walking around. He's like 10 feet tall and he was a tree. But you had I, to I really look. The tree yeah, guy, but boy, he, we was, saw. Yeah, it was the single greatest people watching experience I've ever had. The greatest. And we got there, and the line, man, the line. I think we stood in line to buy our tickets for fifty minutes. Did you really? And yes, and I was real hard headed about it because we had these coupons where you one adult you you get one adult ticket. And the next one was free. And Cameron and Laney and I were all adults. And so we went and took advantage of it. And, and I, you couldn't get that online. You couldn't use that coupon online. And I was real hard headed about it. So I, we stood there in that line forever and ever. Amen. And we finally get our tickets and we get in there maybe 1130, something like that. Yeah. And I go in there. And the very first thing I do is I look at Laney and I'm like, hey, I need a cold beer. And one cool thing about the Renaissance Festival is, like, it's a neat experience. I really, I did enjoy it because I like that old school stuff like that. And I go and I find the, the cold beer stand and I buy both of us a beer. And I sat there and I just drank that beer at this picnic table. Yeah. I had the most unbelievable entertainment you could ever fathom yeah so just best watching pe- best people, people watching walk by best people watching in the world it's there are people dressed like fairies yep there are people dressed like wizards there are people Elves. dressed like every i mean every thing you, knights of the round Pirates. table and one guy i saw the damn guy who was guarding the holy grail in indiana jones in the in the last crusade or whatever <laughs> I'm telling you, he had that mesh, had yeah. that mesh hood on, yeah. you know. Yeah. He had on his whole, whole armor. And you see I drunk can tell Santa you Claus? that. Drunk Santa Claus. Did I see Santa Claus? Uh, I don't know was, if I saw uh, it, Santa Claus. It, but it was like, it was like old, like German, like Saint Nicholas. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and he was hammered. I went into the, uh, mermaid. Tank. Did you see that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We did that last. Year. <laughs> Hell of a phrase. So went into yeah. the mermaid tank, and yeah. this old girl, man, God bless her. She's in there, man, and she's mermaiding so hard. Yeah. And she's in this big old tank, like it's a it's a fish tank for all intents and purposes. It probably has like seven thousand gallons worth of water in. Yeah. It. And she's she's doing her little bit. Doing like flips and 
Yeah, doing all the flips and like blowing <laughs> rings into water oh, yeah. and like very talented. Yeah. And I just started feeling sorry for her, man. I was like, she's, and the way they have it done, it's like a fake me out tank where she can come up and wiggle her tail while she's getting her next breath of air. Right. Her next like fill up her lungs and go right. back and do it again. And I mean, on and on and on. And my daughters thought it was the most magical thing ever. And they thought it was so cool. And the mermaid comes up and waves at them. Yeah. And says hi to them and stuff. And then they got to take a picture with another mermaid. <laughs> and it was all good. But, but man, watching, watching just the people watching. It's, just it's the best. It's the best. Well, I, um, Lainey texted me. And she goes, "Oh my Are gosh!" You on Snapchat? Do you find uh, Lainey on no, Snapchat? No, not a chance. Uh, I, I already got yeah. too many apps and social whatever. I don't but have I, it either. I, I posted something on Instagram, and Lainey immediately sent me a note. Oh my gosh, are you guys? Were you, are you guys at the festival? And I was like, "Well, we 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 just left." But see, we're the McGees. Y'all got there in the morning. The McGees don't get anywhere until the afternoon. So we rolled in there about two o'clock. Y'all were probably headed out. By the time yeah, we yeah, got I there, we, no, we I've, actually stayed until it closed at. But we did too. That's crazy. We, I don't know how we didn't see you, but were so you I, dre- Did I not recognize you? Were you dressed as a jester in some no, tights and a no, daggone no, no, speedo? No, no, he was no, the mermaid. No. I will totally. I will. You know, the this, I will totally dress up like Captain America and go to a comic to to the big heroes convention in Charlotte. But I I draw the line at the at the. Magic wands and the wizards and the, all that. it's just not. I feel I like mean, you, you could have dressed up as your Captain America and gone to this and fit right in, though. You know what I did? No, 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 no. There, there, there are no superheroes. This I don't thing. think you, know, you understand, Travis. This yeah, is this, this is hardcore. That would like piss medieval. everybody off. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You don't. Yeah. So I had now I did have on a Charlotte Knights T-shirt because I was like, you know what? That kind of fits. There's knights walking. Around. I had on. I'm I'm I completely misrepresented. What I thought I was, I, I, I thought that the weather was going to be cool and overcast. And it was not. It was hot and very sunny. Yeah. The forecast so, was like 75 degrees and it was, it was easily 15 degrees hotter than that. It was 90 easy. And I had on a, a, not just like a hoodie. I had on an insulated hoodie oh. <laughs> along with sweatpants that yeah. were insulated. There you go. I had a bandana around my forehead. Right. And sunglasses. Yeah. And I was so you had a bandana around your time. head? I had a bandana around What kind of head, bandana? Yeah. Red. All right. I, I cannot believe I did not see you at this thing. I'm so mad. Yeah. Cause, cause. Yeah, I don't, that would have been the funniest thing of all well, time. Well, and there was we like an hour. ran into each other. Yeah, and there was like an hour where I was just by myself. Cause my wife and my daughter, it's my wife's birthday, my wife and my daughter did like a horoscope reading with this guy, Master Allen from Atlanta. And so they were sitting in this tent for like an hour and I'm just standing there. So I started wandering around and, uh, and taking, uh, selfies with guys dressed like trees. And I, I, I I'm so, I'm so sad. I did not see you because Marty McGee for Wednesday night would have been done. That's all we would have done. Would have been the entire so show. I had everybody blowing me up. I just was sitting at this joust. Yeah. Cause it, it's so interesting to me. I thought they were going to knock each other off of horses. That didn't happen. No. What they do is they joust at each other aiming at a target. Right. That, that, that the other one's holding. And, but it was still super cool. And yeah. so I'm, I just put randomly put the pit, the, the video of the jousting on the internet. Yeah. I bet 15 of my buddies, including five of them from home in Parisburg, Text me. Are you jousting? Is that you doing yeah, that? Like you were doing I've that. done so much stupid stuff right. over the last few years that people right. actually think that could be him. Yeah, that's a good point. Because my, my first reaction was, no, it wasn't him. And now I realize, yeah, that I could, I could see where they would see that. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, I want to get your video that you shot from your side of the jousting arena and my video I shot from the other side. I swear I think we were there for the same one. I think if you looked in the background of my of your video, you might be able to see me <laughs> sitting there. It was it was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And my guy won. He like came and they oh, had a sword wait fight. Wait a minute, so did my guy. There was blood. <laughs> we must have been on the same bleachers. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Come on. <laughs> did you buy a flag? No. Uh, we so bought, this, this guy. 
No, no, we bought. There was this like jester guy selling the flag. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we were. I was there. You two are the dumbest guys I know. (laughs) Portly young man, you know. Yeah, Yeah. happy as could be to be there, and yeah, funny as hell. Super. And he's selling these flags, and they're five bucks a piece. Right. And it's this little old flag, and it's five bucks a piece. And we were on the precipice of buying one. Let me tell you something, man. Going to these things as a parent, yeah, can be. You're going to reserve yourself to, okay, I'm going to allot 30 bucks a kid for some useless souvenir. Right. And I'm going to allot 60 bucks to beer. And I'm going to allot 50 bucks or 60 bucks to the children's uh, food and whatnot. Right. Treats. <laughs> I love yeah. how Marty's beer gets the most. And the food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, man. So they had a they had a pretty decent array of cold ones at Foothills Brewery. What can, oh, yeah. what can beer does the Resonance Fair have? They didn't have any can so beer. much. Everything oh, was no, can beer. Yeah, it was, it was all ta- and, and it's all like there's people who like, there's a this thing goes on for like six weeks. There's a season pass, and people will just go out there and drink. Can you get like a they sign? Should. Yeah, it's like the it's like the it's like the it's like the the nerd medieval Walking Dead when that when they close the gates. At five thirty, and they should. It's and like they all go stumbling out into the dark after drinking ale and mead all night. <laughs> turkey legs. I don't have Snapchat. Either, I do, but I have turkey legs. Lainey did not bring her phone. She forgot her phone. Well, I can promise you that on a Sunday, I don't look at mine. I didn't need it. That's a fact. So I'm like, here, take it. So she puts Snapchat on there, signs in, and. Had the best time ever sending various footage to her friends from the Renaissance Fair. Well, it was awesome. And, uh, I, like I say, I'm just mad that you were there and I was there and I didn't know it because, uh, it was, it would, I would have sat right there at that picnic table with you because that's what I did. Like I say, for an hour, I just sat there at one of those tables and just watched the people. We could have had a beer. Yeah. That's when I saw Drunk Santa Claus. Uh, walking around with uh with Jack Sparrow. I looked around and like I we were we were trying to figure out what we were doing and our kids were starting to get a little cranky cuz they were hungry and Mia's not feeling 100% and I turn around and 8 feet in front of me there's like seven belly dancers. Yeah. Just bellying as hard as they could go. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was not, like and not Whoa, caring by the way. Like and not that I was I was no. impressed. And then there was the queen. Like we were watching those belly dancers, and all of a sudden it was like they stopped dancing, and they're like they're like it's the queen, and they started bowing. And this woman had this huge really? court of people and flags, and they went walking by, and she was like, she was the queen. I was like, okay, like this is like they really. I feel like they might have actually believed she might have been the queen. It was uh, it was it was uh something else. All told, it's a really cool experience. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if y'all are in greater Charlotte and look, man, people come from all over the place to attend this. Yeah. Cause people who, people who are passionate consumers of that culture, this is like their Disney world. I mean, they, they show up in droves. I'm not kidding you. We got there and I was probably. There were, there were 15 probably lines of a hundred people a piece. Yeah. That's not an overstatement. Right. What was interesting and too we was, and, it's, and it was an NFL Sunday. So what was interesting too was, is that you would have, I saw, I saw several people like this. You had like, you know, the guy dressed like, you know, whatever. And this, this is the executioner and this guy's Lancelot or, you know, whatever. And then you'd have like, uh, then you see a guy in a Russell Wilson jersey, right? Right. I a saw lot a prof- of, uh... one guy had on a Kenny Stabler jersey, and he, I, I was like, "That's awesome." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, you know, he goes, uh, he's a Raider, you know, like the Pirates." I'm like, "All right, dude." <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, I got a turkey leg there. Uh, walked around with that. Did sucker. you? Oh yeah. How yeah. was it? It was awesome. No, it was great. I've, 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 uh, that's kind of my go-to when I go. I get me a turkey leg and walk around and look at people while my wife gets her palm red. So I'm a little bit tired today. Y'all want to know why? Yes. I, I, that's, uh, it sounds like y'all are just waiting with bated breath. Uh, Travis has to say Cameron, yes. my, all right. So my eighth grader, 
has a huge test today on uh, like the Puritans and the New World and the uh, amendments to the Constitution, and he has to know the preamble and all that stuff, right? Big old social studies test. Well, I didn't feel like he was prepared for that test, so we got up at four whatever in the morning. He was so angry at me, and we studied for like an hour before he got ready for school. And so I'm kind of down a cylinder, man. I'm I'm down a cylinder, but I sure do know the amendments to the Constitution. Some of them, anyway. Well, did you get them all? You got them? Do you know them? Well, I don't know. I I don't know if I know them because I had the notes in front of me. You know, I was quizzing him. Right. And I'm trying so hard to figure out ways that he could remember them. Like, the 20th Amendment is Inauguration Day is going to be January 20th. And that the senators start their terms on January 3rd. So I'm like, all right, man, the 20th Amendment is the inaugurations on January 20th. We got this. Right. Well, there's only 26 other ones or whatever. So right. It, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're in the middle of uh, the atmosphere. Thermosphere, mesosphere, troposphere, yeah, stratosphere, ozone. That's what, that's what Tara's learning right now. Well, and, uh, what I'm she not, should do is, is she should realize that the ozone, the reason the ozone's so depleted is 1979 to 1992 country music hair. Yeah. Well, I was going to say my wife, Aquanet, like my, my, my wife alone, uh, the hairspray, uh, in the eighties and at the university of Tennessee in the early nineties, um, when it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, um, the guys at the physical plant told me that they had they had extra generators that they would turn on around five, six o'clock on Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights because there were so many hair dryers being used at once on the campus at the University of Tennessee. And that's not just the girls. <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot of. Uh, there were a lot of Mississippi waterfalls being shaken out and, and blow dried that night. <laughs> Mississippi mud flaps. Mississippi mud flaps. Yeah. Tennessee top yeah, hats. Wisconsin waterfalls. Wisconsin waterfalls. I'm sorry. I went out to, uh, you know, each, each weekend I am speaking to a fraternity on whatever campus we go to on Thursday evenings. I go out there and I just do a, a, a speech, a chat with the, with the guys and it's hundreds of guys. Cool, man. It's, it's really neat. The response to it. And I did one at the University of Tennessee this weekend, and man, there were five or six dudes who had full-blown mullets. Some of whom, like, even went so far as to go to cornucopia of bad decisions route and shave lines in the side. Wow. Wow. I couldn't be more impressed. Yeah. I said, fellas, man, that's my seventh grade do. The joys of being in college again. No doubt. You can get, you can just do those things, and why? I'm in college. That's what I want to do. Well, at that age, too, you know it's probably going to grow back. You know, if you uh, you do those things as an adult just because you decide, hey, this is awesome, then uh, there's no guarantee that it's going to come back to what you want it to be. We had a guy, I went to Tennessee with a guy whose hair looked like Tina Turner, like grew straight out. And the reason was, the reason was because his senior year in high school, all the guys at his high school football team decided they're going to shave their heads. And so they all shaved their heads, and when his hair grew back, it went full like, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He looked like a chihuahua. Yeah. Not he a looked, chihuahua. That's a little dog, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But he, he looked like a, um, yeah. What, What's that big old puffy dog called? Big puffy dog. I don't know. <laughs> like, I can, you know what's a big puffy dog is Reveille down at Texas A&M. Man, that is the most well-manicured pup I've ever seen. I did not realize until I went there that, and I'm big on live mascots. I didn't realize that they had like the memorial area for all of the revelies there by the football stadium. I mean, I knew that was there. What I did not realize was that they were all buried there. And there's a scoreboard that all of their headstones face. And that way they will know what the score is and how the Aggies are doing. Even from the great That's beyond. That's pretty cool. Well, they're losing. Uh, see, that yeah. was a sweet moment there. 
about Travis. Uh, about, Travis's about dead dogs. timing is not especially stellar. Yeah, he's all feeling it now because um, I can edit it out. Ohio State's undefeated after that outstanding. I don't think you should edit it out one bit. I'll I think that then. that should stay there because everybody will see your comedic timing is less than stellar. <laughs> Maybe that was a little preachy what I just chow, said. Chow, chow. I don't know. That's the dog we're looking for. Chow, chow. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah dude. Shout, shout from the other room from Eric and McGee. Chow, chow is the one we're looking Got for. Got that chow, chow hair. So my buddy Brian uh, had the chow, chow hair after he shaved his head off. So I have a question so, for you, Marty. I need to hear about your knee. Oh, it's jacked up. So, all right. We went to the University of Tennessee for SEC Nation. It's been kind of a tough year out on Rocky Top. Yes. And we were going to interview Jeremy Pruitt, their head coach. And we were trying to figure out, all right, this is going, this could potentially be a little bit awkward. You know, it's been a tough year and we're going to have to broach all that stuff. And so we decided let's do something kind of fun and, and uplifting and entertaining to, to get into that interview that makes everybody kind of chuckle. So I went and did a brief little piece, two and a half, three minutes with Marquez Callaway and Juwan Jennings, the two wide receivers who are very good. They're both going to be NFL players uh, for Tennessee, both of whom have caught Hail Mary touchdown passes during their career. We all know about Juwan Jennings. Catch against Georgia, one of the most famous plays in Tennessee history, and that's saying something. So went out there to the indoor on Friday, and we're messing around, and we're having fun, and the piece is just fun, real lighthearted. Well, at the end of it, I'm like, y'all can't guard me. I said, I bet you. I'm not kidding you. Now, I'm an old man, twice your age, but I will catch a pass from T. Martin with y'all trying to guard me. And they were like, all right. So I line up on, and I can't even get off a line of scrimmage. I mean, he's locked me down before I've taken three steps. Right. And so I try to swim move him to get by him, and as I try to go by him, I, I went straight down on my left knee. It was bent, like, you know, you're running – Boom, straight down onto the turf. And I'm like, dang, that hurt. But I got up and kept playing and kept running. Well, at the end of that, I was like, this has to be over with because that really hurt. So I'm standing there and I'm doing the close to the, to the piece. Thank you guys so much for coming, man. What a blast. Appreciate your time. Have fun tomorrow night. And I reach down and feel my left knee. And the knot on my left knee is so pronounced, I instantly went into panic mode because I was like, that's my kneecap. I have torn my patellar tendon, and my kneecap is in my shin. And Marquez looks over at me, and he goes, you all right, man? I said, I'm all right, man. He goes, what happened? I said, I don't know, man. I I said, I kind of hurt my knee, I think. We pulled up my damn pant leg, and it looked like I had a golf ball under my leg. And he was like, oh, man. So they whisked me off to the training room. It's some, just some, another most Marty story ever. And I'm in a training room, and the training staff does all the wiggle stuff they do when there's some fear that you might have torn a ligament or whatnot. And I had no pain other than the direct pain on the knot. And he wiggles, the, the trainer wiggles everything and pulls and twists and whatever else. I'm like, dude, none of that hurts. I, I think I'm fine. So they ice me up, and on, off I go. It's now three days later, and it's it hurts so much. It, yesterday was a little better. It hurts today. So, I don't know. The swelling's gone down quite a bit, but I still have like this thing. It's something poking out of my leg. So, I don't know what happened. I'm just annoyed at myself because I, I don't know why I get hurt so much. It's just it's annoying, honestly. Yeah, well, and, um, I you know, I, I'm a little bit, just a little bit older than you are. And, uh, and so I have already, uh, blazed this trail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, son, you're getting a little older. And that's, this is how this works. This is just like me in that Charlotte Knights media softball game last year. And, uh, I, the, the, my go-to deal, I slapped a single over the third baseman's head and I ran down to first base. And by the time I got there, I had blown out a hamstring and had partially torn the other one. And it's just, oh, it, it, I, I'm still recovering from it now. It's just, unfortunately, um, you know, you are, you are in as great a physical condition as, as anyone your age that I've ever known. But unfortunately, um, we're all just a voodoo doll in the hands of Father Time. Man, it, 
It's so annoying. And I went to the gym yesterday because I was feeling pretty good. And I just, I woke up today and I'm like, man, it ain't working, dude. I don't like this pain in it at all. Old man disease is just, it's old man disease has its clutches in me and so, I do not like well, what, it. What did the, uh, the doctor say? I haven't gone to the doctor. I uh, know. That's why I asked that question. <laughs> I'm not going to the doctor. I don't need to go to the doctor. Now I did send a series of photographs to Bones. As if he doesn't have anything going on in his life right, right. now because yeah. it's not like the Razor in it's the not playoffs. Like the Razor in the playoffs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said to me, he goes, yeah, bro, I'm not too sure about that. He said, because uh, I said to him, I was like, dude, look at this knot. Look at this bump on my leg. Right. I think I might have broke my bone. Right. I might have snapped like at the top of your shin bone. Yeah. That's the tibia, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or fibula. 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 One of them. It ends with And love. anyway, one of them bones down there, I was like, I might have snapped that thing at the top and it's poking out at me. Right. And he's like, I don't know about that. Uh, let's just keep monitoring it because if it doesn't go away soon, you probably need to go get it looked at. So let me get this. I just want it to stop hurting. I don't give a crap what it looks so like. So let me get this straight. You've uh, cut your nose open at Clemson. Right. You filleted your foot at uh, in Jersey, yeah, and now your knee in Tennessee. Is that are we missing anything of of lately? Uh, I don't think so. But I do have one more story before we get out of here. All right, all y'all know that McGee and I spent the final stanza of Week One in a Goodyear blimp, right? Hovering fifteen hundred feet over Cardinal Stadium in Louisville. Awesome. I have some news that's just come to me from a guy who represents Goodyear. And I want y'all to listen to this. This is unbelievable. Goodyear announced today that it's listing the Goodyear blimp on Airbnb. What? Wait, what? Giving football fans a chance to book a stay in the blimp ahead of the upcoming Notre Dame-Michigan game. Wow. Fans will have the opportunity to book a one-night stay in the blimp on October 22nd, 23rd, or 24th. A blimp stay for two comes equipped with all the must-haves for game day, including tickets to the game, exclusive access to the blimp hangar, and more. How about that? That's fantastic. Now, let me say this. I don't know where they're going to stay. Anyone, and they, they better not need to go number two while well, they're in that Well, that, that thing. was kind of where I was going. Because if there's, if anyone has any, if you book the Airbnb, feel free to reach out to at Marty Smith ESPN or at ESPN McGee, and we will walk you through what you need to do gastrointestinally <laughs> to, uh, to spend the night. Although I'll say this though. You're going to spend the night in a Goodyear blimp where you're going to be up there like eight or nine hours. You and I were in it for seven hours. So, uh, it can be done. But yeah, I, and I, I'm, I, I, I could see you sleeping on that thing, right? It, the way it kind of rocks in the wind and it kind of, kind of puts you to sleep. Not to ask. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's uh, awesome though. It's, it was awesome to be up there yeah. and to have that experience. And we'll go, I'm sure we're going to do it again at some point. Hope so. And, uh, Maybe they'll just let it. Maybe when we conclude our broadcast, we'll just bust out the pillows and have a little, little nap. Have a little nap, a little sleepover. Why not? I mean, that what you know what they're doing. Goodyear is growing their business, McGee. Yeah, and you know what? If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. The problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. Were you aware of this? I am now. Yeah. They have one system for accounting. They got a whole other one for sales, another one for inventory, on and on, so forth. It's just a big old inefficient mess, taking up way too much time and way too many resources. And you know what that does, boys? That hurts the bottom line. Yeah. And nobody, nobody wants to hurt the bottom line. So let me introduce y'all to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you 
the visibility and control that you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. Man, from your phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide. You know what that free guide's called? Here's what it's called. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash marty. That's netsuite.com slash m-a-r-t-y to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits, netsuite.com slash marty. That transition, by the way, that transition from the Goodyear blimp to that read right there should have a NetSuite cloud that was amazing. To grow our business. Marty's turned a, into a, a nice little host here. No, that was, uh, that was smoother than melted butter, son. Yeah. I've had a little practice here recently, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, you're only hosting <laughs> everything at ESPN right now. So yeah, <laughs> a rep, a the reps alone, you should be getting good at this. Can you make him, can he do all the, the heavy lifting tomorrow for the Marty McGee show and you? No. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. That's McGee's part. That's feel, that, McGee like, is very I, good at it. I feel like, uh, and I, and the way it works now, I feel like I'm just. Well, I feel like we're giving Marty a little break. <laughs> he can chill. McGee is very good at it, and I am, I am, uh, I am more than more than appreciative that he is so adept at making his way through the utter train wreck that is Marty and McGee every single Wednesday on the Southeastern Conference Network. Yeah, well, seven Eastern. With many re-airs, that's what I always say. Many, so many re-airs. Y'all watch. Yeah, it's what did a well, we miss? I feel like we covered a lot of ground. I don't. I don't think we missed anything. I mean, other than uh, think- uh, hey, Travis, real quick, uh, Joey Bosa, um, Nick, or Nick Bosa, yeah, whatever. Nick Bosa, one of the Bosas with the flag. Uh, were you feeling that? So here's the thing: is I actually defended Baker when he originally did it, but I love Nick going back at him. And saying, "Hey, like, yeah, that, yeah, dude, that's like, turnabout's fair that's play, fun. Sure. like, and man, did he have a game? And he did what it twice. Book is that in? What's that? What, what book is that line in? Turnabout is fair play, or movie, or script? I think it's. Just or did a, I make that up just now? I think it's just a saying. I have no idea. Is it? Is that just an adage? Yeah, it's just a, an adage. Yeah. Okay. Now, I just I thought that was some famous line, like from Macbeth or something. Is it? That's, I don't uh, know. I'm not I, sure. I'm not sure. I'm gonna, hold on. I got the Google right here. No, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to find it. I don't see. Uh, it's a, it, it's a, they say it's a British slash Irish saying that goes back to the mid 1700s. Okay. It's a proverb with its roots in the mid 1700s. There you go. Yep. <laughs> okay. Is that an, is that a, is that an idiom or is that a colloquialism? Yeah. You're just, you just going to make us just, you just gonna make us keep looking stuff up. Yes. Idiom versus, all right. Idiom versus colloquialism, which is yeah. not easy for me to say. Colloquial. No, that's a big word. Refers to any language that is non-standard or informal. Use idiom only when referring to an expression that is a peculiar or characteristic to a language. Okay, I'm, I already have a headache. Never mind. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, that's too much for for what my mental capacity is right now. Well, if you've had nine ales or meads or whatever from the Renaissance Fair, and you also have a bone jutting out of your knee, you probably don't need to be breaking down colloquialism versus idiom right now. Yet he was yeah, teaching his kid four in the morning. Ask. When you finally go to the doctor to get your knee looked at, ask him what, which is what. What y'all's over under on when I go to the doctor? Never. Next week. Okay. Tape an we'll see how we net out here. I feel like I, might, I feel like Laney's going to make by you. the. There's potential I could sneak by the training room in Athens, Georgia, on Friday. You probably there's should potential for that. Just well, to have them look. You know at what they're going to tell you? Go to a doctor and get X-rays. Hey, well, well, they Hall, are doctors, aren't they? Hey, we're Winter, well, Winter Hall and Freight back up I-85 after the show. Are you going to have your leg propped up and your foot sticking out the window? I'll tell you what I'm going to do after the show is I'm going to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, son. Are you? I was yeah, just there. Man. My wife, 
the Lanester will already be in Philly. And I'm going up there to go to a country music show down there at the Wells Fargo Arena. Up there, I guess. What? I'm going to go to a country music show That's at the awesome. Wells Fargo Arena. No, no, I was saying what because you were up there, over there, under there. Yeah, well, well, let me know how yeah, that I'm, is. I'm going I'll be on 85. <laughs> I'm going. I'm the not going that truck far. Will be up back 85. on 85, headed north uh, after the show. Are you going to come to Athens, Georgia? I am. Oh, good. Is that all right with you? Yeah, it's great. Okay. Did you miss me last weekend? Or Hell too yeah, busy? I missed you too last busy, week, man. I needed my running mate. I sat there on Friday evening going over the rundown of the show and over the rundown of the show all by myself with just me and old Captain Corona <laughs> in the Tennessean Hotel. Hey, you know what, man? What? How about how about that World's Fair site? All right, let's discuss this World's Fair site. All right, I got a good story about that. So 1982, Yep. this thing opens in May of 1982. Right. And it closes on Halloween of 1982. Right. And it was the Energy Explorium. Yes. I think is the word, or Explosion, or Explorium, or something. Explorium. Yeah. And it looks like a 100-foot-tall toy microphone. It's the Sun Sphere. Yeah, the Sun Sphere. Right. With a a disco ball on top of it. Right, gold disco ball. And All right, so May, June, July, August, September, October. So that thing was open five or six months. Right. For the World's Fair in 1982. Are you aware of how many people visited that thing in that short increment of time? Well, I, there was a time when I could have just told you that. So my wife, of course, grew up there. And it was like the biggest thing, like, ever. Like, I mean, you know, they still talk about that thing in Knoxville like it happened, you know, 10 minutes ago. How many How many I people? I think still Martin? there, man, like, prominently. Well, well, I'll tell you a story. So how, you tell me how many people, and I'll tell you a story. Uh, Eleven million, I think. That's amazing. That's what that's what the Google told me when I was just looking. Yeah. I went and got my coffee on Friday morning. I got up and I was walking through Knoxville to get a Starbucks coffee, and I had to go over to the Hilton to get the coffee. And so I'm walking back down the hill from the Hilton to the Tennessean. And that thing rises like a beacon from the nothingness. Oh, yeah. And I said, wow, look at that's a World Fair site. Yeah. Then come to find out it was quite literally right out my hotel window. Yeah. Well, it, it was right outside my dorm room window. Like I could see it dirty and oh, me really? and dirty uh, freshman year, sophomore year, Grieve Hall. We could see it right out our window. And the reason, so that's the story, was that when I went to school there, a, less than a decade later, uh, there were still all of these pavilions, these big buildings around. There's still a World's Fair Park there, but there used to be all these buildings that weren't supposed to be there more than a year or two. Well, uh, my dorm did not have air conditioning, so we would sleep with the windows open. We slept with the windows open all year because once they turned the heat on, they would kill you. And in the summer, or you get there in August, it was just hot, so we'd lift the windows open. Well, one morning, one Sunday morning, Dirty, this is in the middle of, like, the Gulf War. All of a sudden, Dirty and I are awakened by a series of explosions and smoke and fire rising up from the World's Fair site and us jumping up out of the bed and screaming and, like, diving under the bed and are we going to pull the fire alarm because the the Iraqis have attacked Knoxville as far as we know <laughs> and it turns out what had happened was and everyone in Knoxville knew this except for us because we're idiots they were like imploding a couple of those pavilions and it was just like you know a half a mile away <laughs> and that's how we were awakened one morning thinking that uh, oh well this is it uh, they're bombing uh, the University of Tennessee <laughs> So yeah, not the best moment for me and Dirty. We might may or may not have been hungover. It's just such a it's a it's a hell of a landmark. Yeah, I mean that it's a hell of a landmark. They don't know what to do with it. Like they've had offices in there. There was a restaurant in there. That's uh, what I was going to say. What they, 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 is it dormant it, right now? Yeah, the, well, I don't know what's in it right now. But they turned it at one point. It was like they just tried to turn it into like a like an observation tower. But yeah, that thing was a big deal. I remember. Uh, um, President Reagan was there and Ricky Skaggs sang when they opened the gates and Porter Wagner and 
Oh, man, big we deal, didn't man. even get on that yet. Maybe we'll save that for next week. Yeah. The, there you uh, go. I finished the Ken Burns documentary. I'm not done. But well, I'm getting well close. hurry up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I finished it uh, two nights ago, and I can tell you this. I'll leave you guys with this today. My bride has never been happier than she was when the last few seconds ticked <laughs> off of me watching that documentary. <laughs> she said, hallelujah, I got my husband back. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out, bro, both of you guys. Travis, uh, I'm so glad that you had so much fun in C-Bus. And uh, McGee, I'll see you tomorrow and this weekend. And uh, I'm, I'm – uh, I got a lot of stuff to host between now and then. So thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all's time very much. Thanks so much to everybody involved in putting this thing together. Uh, make sure you check out Sarah Spain and Mina Kimes podcasts on the Levitard and Friends Network. Thank you to our law enforcement. Had a great opportunity to spend some time with, with some law enforcement folks in Knoxville and even at the Knoxville airport the other day. And I really enjoyed my time with those guys and and very appreciative of how they keep our community safe. Thanks so much to our military all over the world. We're free for a reason, and it's you guys. Thank you for what you do every single day. That's the Marty Smith's America podcast with McGee and Rockhold. That's volume 74. Hope you all enjoyed it. Let us know. We'll try to do better next time. Get your knee fixed.